Hello and welcome to Maldorma TV. This is episode 13 and I'm Magnus Alberg. And I'm Tobias Alberg. In this episode we're going to talk about our very first experience on the sacred brew ayahuasca. Yeah, we attended a ceremony with an actual Peruvian shaman. A two-day ceremony where we took ayahuasca with a bunch of people. Seven people in total, I think. Yeah. Excluding the shaman and her assistant. Yeah, and prior to this, I mean, ayahuasca is this really hot topic right now where yeah. every, it feels like everyone is talking about ayahuasca in the like spiritual community. It's yeah. be- really starting to spread throughout Europe and throughout the uh, USA as well. So yeah. I was really excited when this possibility came along. Yeah, and you and I, as those of you who have listened to our podcast or watched the uh, YouTube videos, know that we have experimented with psychedelics for quite a while and that are quite experienced but we had never tried ayahuasca and we had read a lot about it and watched documentaries and was really curious so we're really glad when this opportunity opened up yeah and also i think it's as you said ayahuasca has really made you know a big impression in the spiritual community in recent years and it had also made a lot of people you know open to the idea of using psychedelic as Mm. a spiritual tool uh, and perhaps more and more people will also open up to the other psychedelics. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with uh, the way an ayahuasca ceremony is how it's yeah. set up. It's uh, you have a shaman uh, who's experienced, who's guiding you. Uh, yeah. It's not like um, it's a very old tradition that's been yeah. used in the South American continent for a lot of for thousands of years basically yeah so there's a lot of knowledge about it and how yeah. these ceremonies should go uh through so yeah i think that's what's really appealing to to people yeah but uh, so we had this op- opportunity and my expectations were well i thought that i we had had very powerful experiences on other psychedelics by ourselves when we tried it and I wasn't really expecting it to top it because we had had experience of, you know, experiencing God and all of that. And I felt, well, is it possible to top that? Mm. Uh, so, but I was very curious and I, I also knew that it's always possible to top the previous yeah. experience. We had had the, those moments many times where we thought we had experienced everything and just and, and another experience that blew everything away again. It happens every time, I would say. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, the way it is like now, right now, is single every single time. time tops the the previous one. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot to explore. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, basically, I wasn't expecting it. This one to top it yeah. at this point, but I had an open mind. I was very curious, especially about this concept of doing it with a group of people and with an experienced person, you know, the, the shaman yeah. uh, leading the ceremony because we had explored this by ourselves uh, and started off knowing nothing and then, you know, trial and error, basically. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, Ayahuasca, when the first di- day arrived and we kind of assembled the group, yeah. uh, I was really excited to begin with, uh, just talking with with the shaman and uh, yeah. the shaman's ex- uh, assistants as yeah. well. It was real, like really 
comforting feeling yeah. before it. And I remember the uh, the preparation exercise that we did. It was a breathing yeah. exercise. Yeah. And I remember just that exercise was a really nice experience in itself. Yeah, it. I, I remember saying that that one meditation breathing exercise yeah. the first day was was worth worth the price and uh, would made the weekend worthwhile even though I wouldn't experience anything during the ceremonies. Yeah. So and what I experienced during that meditation and we were not using any psychedelics during the day. Mm. So this was just a regular breathing meditation guided. Yeah. Yep. By uh, the shaman's assistance. And I remember what happened was that after about 15 minutes I my body became, you know, energy. I didn't mm. leave my body, but, but it became like energy. Yeah. And I had a deep insight that I had read about and had experience about, but it kind of rooted much deeper. And the message that I, that I got, the insight, is that the self, the, the true self, consciousness, the divine self, is what you experienced in what you experience in any given moment. Yeah. That is the self. It's nothing else. And I, prior to this, I had, you know, another view where I had had these experiences on psychedelics where I had this divine experience and I felt that's the true self. Yeah. And my normal self is like, I want to get away from that and, and achieve this divine state. Mm. But this insight made me understand that or the experience, no matter what it is, is God, mm. and it's not you know all. It's not only these divine states that I experience during psychedelics. It's also the boring everyday life experiences. That's just another aspect of it. But if mm. I see that as another expression of what the self is, I will my state of mind will change yeah. and I will experience boring everyday life divine as well because the divine have an infinite amount of expressions and it's not only these you know psychedelic experiences mm. that are divine everything is divine of course yeah I think that's uh, I mean that's one of the mistakes that we do um, yeah. when you go into the experience and you, you really experience bliss and divinity and everything yeah. like it, then it's really easy to, to see yeah. like this is the self this is the real divine nature yeah. but it's always there it's just you just look past it I mean yeah. when you're sitting at work just doing everything everyday boring stuff or yeah. something like that the self is still there. It's just your awareness of the self yeah. that is missing. But I knew this before, prior to this, but it's yeah. it's like it's really, it doesn't really get, you don't really get it until you have you know, a deep experience of it, yeah. like I had during this meditation. Yeah. Now I, ah, yeah, I know, now I know this, but now I know this. Yeah. It's not an intellectual concept anymore. I really had an experience of it that lasted. Yeah, that's why I think it's so important that you, you have a mix of uh, both knowledge, spiritual knowledge, and you have uh, experiences. Yeah. You really need experiences in order to, to get it. I mean, you yeah. can read about it a hundred thousand times, but... But it's just concepts. Yeah, it's just something you read. You don't really experience it you don't understand it deep enough but well, once you uh, yeah. experience it then it's really there and it doesn't become knowing you yeah. understand yeah. it but you don't know it yeah exactly so the experience of it is knowing and 
the understanding. That's what the intellect do. The intellect understands, but when you experience it, you know it. Yeah. And that's a total different different ball game, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I also remember for me during the breathing exercise, I didn't really have any like um, big breakthroughs or anything. I, I experienced my my body turning into like feeling uh, like I was energy. Yeah, um, and I really liked what the yeah the guy the assistant studio shaman was doing during the exercise he was uh like doing all this actual pressure yeah uh pressuring on various t- places on the body just trying to release as much tension as possible yeah. because prior to this at least i had uh built up a lot of tension uh, partially due to being really excited about the experience but yeah. also a bit nervous about yeah. what could happen what is this and and so forth but so it was a total cleansing yeah. before it like it totally reset my body totally reset my mind and just released all the tension that i had in within me so uh, that was, was a really nice preparation really good exercise that we had and that's also something that made this weekend so great that it was not only you know the psychedelic experience it was yeah it was everything and the setting was totally different than you and i used to be because we used yeah. to be you know just hanging out in our home and taking psychedelics but this was something else this mm. was the the shaman the setting and uh, everything yeah and the, the group of people of course that every everyone was excited and yeah i think that's one of the main reason why ayahuasca is so appealing to folks why yeah. it's becoming so popular because it's uh, it's coming from south america where there's a lot of knowledge on how to use these some substances and yeah. use psychedelics and it's done in a way in a ceremony where you really feel like you're in a good setting. You're, yeah. you're really feel like, all right, yeah. this is okay. And you have the shaman that you, if it's a good shaman, you feel a lot of trust and you know yeah. that he or she, what she's doing. This one, we had a female shaman, a really good one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, perhaps we should jump to the actual ceremony. Yeah. The ayahuasca ceremony. And I think the first night was, Pretty much my night. I had a full-blown breakthrough experience. Mm. So uh, I think, I mean, go ahead and yeah. talk about your experience. So it started off that I was trying to, you know, have this breakthrough experience that I have had so many times because I felt I was close, but I couldn't really break through. And ayahuasca was coming on quite strong. But then suddenly the shaman started to sing and her voice was so beautiful during this when I was, you know, on the, on the ayahuasca. Mm. So I was just, her singing just led me into an absolute marvelous ecstasy where I felt reality just fell apart. And all I experienced was I went into deep into consciousness and I could still hear her singing. Mm. And I went in this, this extreme ecstasy. I was just bathing in pleasure. Mm. And I was just lost in this pleasure, this ecstasy. And I remember going in and out from this reality. I came back to the room we were in and then reality just fell apart again. And this was really nice. I didn't learn anything. It was just a very powerful, pleasurable experience. Yeah. I always remember that. I mean, <laughs> we had uh, our experiences, which were fine in, in themselves, really yeah. amazing experiences, but you weren't even reachable. Oh. You were like somewhere totally different. I was not in the physical world. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> that was noticeable. You were just lying around and you yeah. had no idea of your surroundings. No, no, no. I was just in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then something else happened. This was just the beginning. Uh, then I 
came back to the physical reality, I was still in this very good state of mind, this ecstasy. Then I felt the presence of a being mm. that was communicating with me. And in the beginning, I was, was, it was kind of fussy. I didn't really... I had the feeling that the being, and I felt it was a, a male being. I felt that he was trying to show me something and he was trying to show me the way to God. Mm-hmm. That was the sensation that, I had. Oh, oh my God, I have a being here trying to show me how to do it, how to reach God. Yeah. And then it hit me that we were listening to Krishnadas, this American uh, devotional singer mm. that sings uh, Indian Kirtan, devotional music to God and it was him yeah I don't know I mean he's still alive he's an American spiritual practice practitioner he's quite f- well known he was with the Indian guru Ninkarol Baba or Maharaja that we talked about in the previous episode yeah but I don't know if it felt like it was his higher self so it's not certain that, I'm not certain that the human guy is was aware of this but it was him showing me that his higher self showed me that just listen to my music, listen to my voice, because it was on the the stereo yeah. at that time. Krishna Das music, uh, Hare Krishna mantra, hmm. and he said, just listen to the words, just listen to my sing, and it will lead you to God. Hmm. And I did just that and had this wonderful experience, and he kind of showed me that this is how the devotional path works. You listen to the name of God through mantran or kirtan singing mm. and you just go into it really passionately and it will lead you there yeah the power it's it's in the power of those words and it's also he, then he explained to me I, I had this vision that because krishna das was his guru ninkarola baba or maharaji was an enlightened being a full enlightened being he had a direct connection to this divine state mm. through his guru. Mm. So when and he, his guru gave him the name Krishna Das, and that was like his guru planting a seed of the divine in him. Well, everyone had is in it, but he kind of made it grow, mm. even though Krishna Das wasn't aware of it. So the guru planted a part of this divine enlightenment in Krishna Das. So when Krishna Das sings, it's a direct connection. To Maharaji, and this is how it works. I, I, I had this explanation from Krishna's higher self that you can always use a guru as a kind of a way to enlightenment. That if you meet a person that have met uh, a guru, you can use that energy mm. that that person that the guru planted in that person, and that guru was in 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 its turn enlightened by another guru that was enlightened by another guru and so forth. So it's like this chain of divinity going from person to person to person. So just seek up a person that has this connection, that had this connection, and you can use that energy by yourself. Mm. And then he told me that my personal path is the devotional path. And I know this quite strongly now because yeah. of a lot of experience. So, but there are different, my path is this devotional path. I, li- I really like to listen to Kirtan and lose myself in mantras yeah. and devotion to God. And God told me or Krishna does during this experience that whenever you listen to 
kirtan or just hear God's voice, think that this is God's voice singing, mm. Maharaj's voice or whatever expression of God I want to know, want to think of. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then they told me that basically there are a lot of paths to, to God. Yeah. And the devotional path is my path. Yeah, just one thing I want to highlight yeah. during the... Uh, I exper- remember experiencing during the ayahuasca as well when it when the Hare Krishna mantra came on yeah. with Krishna Das. Um, for me, it was I mean this when you get the God experience, yeah, like uh, the bliss. I don't know with name name to put it to it because it's not explainable by any words. No, it's when you go into this state of awareness, this state of being. It's just it feels so damn good. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, It's indescribable. Can, yeah, yeah. It's just something like this is who you are, who you truly are. And once yeah. you get an experience of that, and I could hear it so well yeah. during the Krishna Das mantra yeah. that for each time the repetition of the mantra, it was like it was building up more and more inside of me. Like yeah. the repetition of the mantra just keep building up energy, energy, yeah. energy, and it's just expanded within me, and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And the last message that I got from Krishna's higher self was that you have to pick a path mm. towards God. It doesn't matter what, there are a lot of paths and all of them works. Just pick one that resonates well with you, that you like. And I like the path of devotion, but you can, it can be anything. Yeah. But you have to pick it and you have to stick to it. And you can mix different paths, but decide because the the way the road towards enlightenment is an idea and you have to have a clear idea and fulfill that idea make it happen mm. because what if you don't really know how to do it or which path to go it will not happen that was the very very strong message choose a path that feels good and do it mm. because when you choose it and when you start doing it you are actually you know manifesting your idea on how you want to be enlightened yeah. and it will lead to enlightenment without any doubt but yeah. you have to choose an idea on how you want to do it and then do it yeah i think that's why there's uh, if you look how people are devoted to different type of gurus that's yeah. exactly that yeah there's just uh, i mean maharaji was a, one expression of yeah. enlightenment and ramana maharshi was a different one yeah and you you just feel which guru yeah feels right for you it could be i mean it could be whichever person you feel it's like and it doesn't you, have to be a guru it no, could no. be you know listening to kirta by yourself if that's what you want to do but yeah. you have to choose a path or a combination of path but be very clear of what you like to do and you mm. have to do it yeah But i think you, that's yeah. uh, one problem that people get confused of All right, is this the right way? Or no, the yeah. left one is that the right way? Should I choose this one or this one or this one? And they get confused and they end up just going in different paths yeah. and really not following their intuition. Exactly. It's not like there is one right path. It's all of them works if you are attracted to it. Yeah. And I had this uh, explanation in a later experience that I had that all of the paths are, I mean, If a guru said this is the true path, another guru said this is the true path, mm. no one of them is lying. Yeah. Because if it's true to you, it's true. Yeah. But it hasn't it's not sure that it doesn't have to be true to everyone. 
that's the thing that we think that okay, that's one true path mm. for everyone. No, that's not what the guru is talking about. It's the true path if you perceive it as true. Yeah, and that's it's the important thing. Same thing with religions. Yeah. Like, there's no one religion that's right and the yeah. other one is wrong. It's all heading towards yeah. the same goal. So basically, find your truth. Yeah. What and the thing is the the later experience that I talked about. They explained it. God explained it to me that. If a guru tells you that this is the right path, that forces you to look at that uh, statement because if if someone says this is the truth, mm. that will immediately trigger something in you where you feel, then you will feel if it's right or not. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. You don't have to believe it. But if you feel like, no, it doesn't feel like the truth, then leave it. Mm. But as soon as you find something that you feel, yeah, i can resonate with this. Yeah. Take that. Yeah. That's the right path for you. Perhaps. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> But don't take um, my word for it. <laughs> experience yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first night for me. Really yeah. powerful. Uh, I didn't really have that powerful. Well, I had a really powerful experience, but it was more about puking. Yeah. Uh, a lot of puking. Because <laughs> I think I puked pff, 20 times or something like that. Yeah. I couldn't... Uh, yes, like 30 minutes afterwards... I really got the sensation that really, okay, now I need to puke. And yeah. the moment they said, okay, now it's okay to puke, bam, I yeah. puked. And I puked and I puked and it felt like I cleansed a lot of things within me. Like uh, there were things attached within me that were coming out yeah. when I was doing this. It was, felt like a cleansing. Yeah. And I just remember when I was sitting there with, with the bucket in my hand, just puking, It sounds horrible, I know. When you hear this, when I talk about it. It yeah. sounds horrible, puking 20 times. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was the best puke I have ever, ever had because yeah. I was experiencing myself being... I don't know how to put the word to it, but yeah, heaven. Yeah. Like just feeling love, connectivity with everything. Just feeling love towards everything. Just oneness, love. Yeah. Um, just having this sensation in my body. So sitting there and puking was perfectly fine because I was in such a <laughs> beautiful state of being. So yeah. it, nothing could disrupt that beauty. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the the puking part doesn't have to be bad. I mean, It's I know... divine as well. Yeah, That's for sure. That's expression of God. <laughs> yeah. So I know a lot of people when they read about ayahuasca and they read about, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to puke a lot. Yeah. It's not that bad. It can be a really pleasant experience. Yeah. But And also, that's one of the things that ayahuasca is also different, that it has this, you know, it's kind of be, it can be quite rough physically. Yeah. Even though that's not the case with mushrooms, hmm. for instance. Yeah. But yeah. I was I puked once during this evening, and I was it was during I was, when I was in this ecstasy. Hmm. And just all of a sudden, I felt this, everything turned black. It was like like this darkness, and then it just came out of me, and I was back in excess. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all fine. I didn't it's bother just something me. that needs to go out of yeah. the body. Just let it out. Um, so uh, between the pukes, at least, I had really nice experiences. Yeah. I just remember I uh, was lying there and with my eyes closed, and I could see Mother Ayahuasca. Yeah. Like, I could see her literally in front of me. And her presence, her, her smile, her eyes, or... Yeah. It wasn't a person. It was an entity. Yeah. 
and it was the most beautiful thing I ever I ever seen I have ever met. She was yeah. just radiating beauty, and I just felt an enormous comfort, an enormous sense of love in in her presence. And yeah. I just yeah, I was just lying there and having this really beautiful experience of just yeah. feeling love, oneness. Yeah, and that's one thing that really struck me is that the experience is very similar to, for instance, uh, magic mushrooms, yeah. psilocybin. Yeah. But there's another presence. Yeah, and it's a more powerful presence, I think. Yeah, that and that will that showed itself more clearly day two for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it felt like it feels really feels like ayahuasca is really in charge of everything that is happening yeah. it's giving you an experience it's going giving you um yeah. this beautiful ride that you go on yeah and i had a fun experience as well i know you and me talked about it i mentioned to you on a couple occasion that i'm i've been attracted to lao tzu and uh really the chinese philosophy yeah. and spirituality for some reason i couldn't know why and i have seen it through um through yeah. my experiences on psilocybin as well that yeah, I have some connection with with China. I don't know yeah. why. Right. Happened on a few occasions. Yeah. Um, but what I could see I, I, was like everything just turned white. Mm-hmm. Then it came one cloud. And on that little cloud, there's that Lao Tzu. Yeah. <laughs> and he was smiling at me, just going past me, like going on this cloud, just yeah. uh, moving in front of me. Yeah. And uh, he was just laughing at me and like, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. And I n- knew then that I I had to read his book, yeah, okay. uh, Tao Te Ching. Yeah. So I picked up that book uh, shortly afterwards and uh, I started reading the book. And uh, like tear just, tears just came. I was reading the book. Yeah. Like it's just, I think Triggered it's... something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just short poems. Yeah. I don't know how many of them. It's like 48 or 42 yeah. or something like that. But I just remember reading them. And I could just feel like the tears just running, yeah. coming from my eyes. I didn't know why. But I seem to have some connection with that. Yeah. So it was really nice to get a get a meeting with the man himself. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, So that was really what happened to me the first night. Yeah. Nothing really spectacular. But yeah, I was really thankful for it. Yeah. So perhaps you should jump to... The second session. Yeah, we had a day day of rest where uh, some other people from the ceremony were doing yeah. their first ceremony. So yeah, basically the shaman had this uh, first night. I think we were four of us. Yeah, having the ceremony, and the second night the other three, yeah. and the last night all of us. Yeah, yeah, basically. So. Yeah, so uh, let's skip to the last night then. Um, yeah. I just remember we, we we tried something called combo as well. Yeah, uh, which is basically um, frog poison. Frog poison that you inject into your body. Uh, yeah. So they create uh, like um, burn burn marks on your arm, yeah. and they uh, put in the the poison in those marks. Yeah. And then you puke violently. Yep. For ten minutes. And, you know, sweating and, like, a f- strong fever. Yep. And then it's all gone and you're, li- li- like, a new person. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's like the, the the most effective detox that you can do on your body. You you drink a lot of water preparation, then you uh, just... It, I mean, the moment you put in the, the poison, 
the the thing that happens is that um, the body wants to get the poison out of there yeah. as soon as possible. So you just start puking, 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 and uh, the puke we just turned it into yellow, yellow color as yeah, well. Yellow, and also you know like I was just sweating like a yeah I don't know what, and like I felt like I have a real strong fever, and it was intense and really rough. I mean, yeah, it, it was dema- a demanding experience, but afterwards it was very rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, afterwards the body felt like really clean like yeah. i don't think my body has ever felt that clean yeah. like internally yeah. but it's it's not really a pleasant experience it's just yeah. uh good for the preparation yeah because afterwards you feel very balanced inside. yeah 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 so that um that was a interesting experience in itself yeah um so. then we did a, a second breathing exercise yeah I actually skipped that one. I was too... I was took a beating during the combo. So I I rested during the breathing exercise. Yeah, I remember I did the the breathing exercise and something really that would really continue throughout the ayahuasca ceremony as well. So maybe I can skip into that one uh, real quick. But um, during the breathing exercise, I... The the idea was to cleanse everything, like remove all your tensions and get everything out. So you really like uh, emotionally get all the emotions, bad emotions out, get all the bad mm. thoughts out of you. And I felt like halfway through the breathing exercise, like there wasn't anything left. I had, I didn't feel like there was something more that needed mm. to be released. Yeah. So I just remember just focusing on, I was just breathing and during the breathing, I could just feel like this emptiness yeah. inside of me. Like when everything else was gone, it was just emptiness. Mm. Cool. And I was just in this emptiness and it was like there were no problems there. Everything was in peace. Yeah. I really felt like I'm really at peace right now and everything just feels great. Yeah. Because in emptiness, there's nothing. And yeah. nothingness is quite comforting. Well, there's no friction there as i was told during one of my experiences yeah on mushrooms well probably a year before this something that yeah there can be no friction in in nothingness Mm. and friction is suffering yeah and i just got to experience this this moment of real emptiness yeah and was just uh, something that i've been like this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Just the emptiness. Uh, I know that I talked about this to you as well, that yeah. this is really what I'm passionate about when yeah. it's just feeling the emptiness and just being in the emptiness and yeah. experiencing it. Yeah. So I got my first taste of it during the breathing exercise and this really um, manifested as well during the ayahuasca experience. Yeah. I remember the second, second, second ceremony for me was much, much stronger than yeah. the first one. I didn't puke at all this time. So I guess I got everything out of me yeah, the first night. I, actually. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good sign. But I re- just remember when the ayahuasca really kicked in, I started to really have a big struggle. Yeah. Because ayahuasca was really putting a lot of heavy energies in the room. So did I. I will go into that later. But also a few of the other uh, yeah. persons in the group as well. Yeah, so I think in the room there was a really high high vibration. Yeah. And I think we were all struggling like, ooh, this is really high yeah. energies. Can I really handle this? What happened for me was that when the ayahuasca kicked in, yeah. 
it felt like a force tried to break into me. Yeah. That was so powerful that if I let it in, I would die immediately. That yeah. was how it felt. So I fought it re- for probably one to two hours and I was exhausted. It was the most, it was the biggest ego beating <laughs> I have experienced ever. Yeah. I mean, I had rough and really bad experience for a couple hours there. Yeah. Fighting this force. Yeah, and I tried to fight it as well. And I, one of the guys in the ceremony, like, can I have lemon water? Because I, I guess it was becoming really strong from him, him as well. And lemon water is reducing the effect of yeah. ayahuasca. So I said, I, I sat up and said, like, oh, okay, I need lemon water as well. And the assistant just looked at me and went, like, no, you need, you need honey. Yeah. Honey water. Which and increases the effect. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so he really noticed that I there was something I was yeah. supposed to push through, which yeah. I did later on, which I'm really thankful for him for yeah. noticing that. The shaman was actually, and the assistant, yeah. was actually guiding us into a very powerful experience. Yeah. So I drank the, the, the honey water and... I think it was the shaman's words that she said, like, okay, now ayahuasca is guiding you through this. There's no stopping it. There's only, the only way you can escape it is if you accept it. Like, just release to the experience and all the, uh, but it won't be a bad experience. Don't fight through it. Don't fight against it. Just go with it. Like, you're surfing like on a wave. Just go with it. I have to also describe. My uh, initial yeah. experience this night. I, as I said, I was fighting this force and I was fighting my ego and it was really rough and I was having a really bad night. I mean, yeah, it was so tough and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was wishing this this would, you know, pass. And I know the guy next to us was having the very same experience and he was like, just wanted to give up and finally I, I know that the shaman came to me and she sat next to me and you know kind of held my hand and put a hand on my chest and she said something like you are love go to where you belong mm. and I just gave up yeah and yeah that's when it happens uh, oh I'm almost in tears now it <laughs> was so powerful what happened yeah. next when I I just gave up and I I felt I can't fight this anymore. And mm. then, boom. Go ahead. You can just explain it. I don't know how to explain what happened next, but I had an experience of how it felt to be enlightened. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I don't know how to put words on it. Mm. Uh, you can't. That's the problem. <laughs> I came into this, you, you know, this experience where... I was just in this really powerful state of being, mm. in this really high vibration, and I connected to once again Krishna Das was on the stereo, and I listened to listened to his voice, and I was also channeling information from the spiritual world. I was in connection with spirits again, but this was something else. Mm. When I had channeled information hundreds of well perhaps not hundreds Hmm. but many times before but this is something else because i was not just channeling i was in this enlightened state during this night yeah 
and I was uh, I could control I could control the ecstasy that I had experienced the, the night before it was like it felt like you know um, a stream of water in uh, yeah what call a, it yeah tap yeah tap water where I was controlling the flow of water yeah so and I understood that when you are enlightened fully enlightened you can go into this ecstasy by you know turning up the water the the mm. tap yeah and it will flow into you and then you can just close it but it will always be this you know it this energy will always seep through to yeah. some extent yeah and i was playing with this all night you know turning up the power and then i went into ecstasy and then i could you know close it a little bit mm. and i could call, sit and chat with you but i was always rooted in this divine energy mm. always yeah and I understood this, this, this is how it works when you're full enlightened. And then I also, I was listening to Krishnadas and I, they explained to me that these Sanskrit uh, names of God really have magic inside of them. Because mm. when you repeat them, you are, even if you don't know it, even if you don't believe in it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The words are carrying energy. And if you keep repeating these words, you know, like Hare Krishna or Ram or Om Namah Shivaya or whatever. Yeah. It will, it is a call for God and he will answer. Hmm. He will manifest in you. It's, so it's what I learned so much, but it's not what I learned this night. It's what I experienced and I, yeah. I can't, I can't put words on it. It was just, and everyone was in this state. Everyone, every person in the room broke through. Yeah. Was, we were sharing this together. Yeah, that was the beautiful thing about it. For me, it was just, uh, uh, yeah, when I really, when I really let go to this energy, this high vibrations, weird things starting happening. Or um, I could, I don't know how to explain this, but I could see myself um, expanding, being the room. Yeah, this uh, I have experienced before on on psychedelics as well, on magic yeah. mushrooms, but this was something else. I could see my consciousness being locked into my my body yeah. and being somewhere external at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain it because that's that's pretty much unexplainable. Yeah. Um, but then when I went into this, I just really like... The shaman said to me, like, your, the guru, your gurus are calling for you. Go to your guru. Yeah. So I just started to focus on that, just going to my guru. And when I did that, when I released to my guru, I don't know who he is, but I just released to him, mm. to my guru or her. Yeah. And the silence came back. Yeah. This, and this this time it was just something much much more beautiful, more. Yeah. More everything than it was during the breathing exercise. More nothing. You. Yeah, more nothingness. <laughs> more nothingness. Yeah. So I was just in complete silence and nothing, I mean absolutely nothing, could like shake me away from the silence. Yeah. I was just sitting there and I was looking at the people around in the room. There was yeah. guys dancing, singing uh, from the from the stereo and I was just felt like everything is perfect. Yeah. In every single moment, everything is perfect. Yeah. And that was the message that I received. If there's one message that I received from this in every single moment, everything in the now is yeah. perfect. Yeah. The now is always perfect. Yeah. 
and I was just sitting there in silence in the now, just witnessing everything, and yeah. it was just beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah, it was it's, a it, magical night. Yeah, it's like you said. I got a taste of my what it feels like to be enlightened. What my yeah, expression you didn't of enlightenment have an would be. Experience you was the experience. That yeah. was the difference yeah. here with ayahuasca. That what happened was we had had several very beautiful, powerful experiences on psilocybin and mushrooms. Yeah, but this with ayahuasca made an change inside of you that yeah. was permanent. It didn't. I mean, we didn't become enlightened, but goddamn, something changed after this. I mean, yeah. the the coming, the upcoming months after was completely different. I was a different person after one yeah. night yeah. on Ayahuasca, yeah. and I hadn't experienced that transformation on psilocybin mushrooms. Hmm. Same here. I just remember, like the week afterwards, that when I went back to work, like people yeah. looked at me like, yeah. "What's what's? There's something different to you." Yeah. I, did you get a haircut or something? Mm-hmm. But no, but it was something different. And yeah. I, I have this one person at work who's uh, she's really into spirituality as well. And I just explained to her what what I had experienced, yeah. what I have done that weekend. And she's like, yeah. I can really see it. There's yeah. something, you're carrying something right now. I also remember one powerful moment for me was watching the other people in the group having this experience. Because you and I yeah. had had a lot of powerful experiences. So even though this was very powerful, it wasn't really that new to yeah. us. But one of the girls, uh, girls, the girl in the group, it was one girl, no two, hmm. but one of the girls in the group, she was just crying and crying because she had experienced what we had, we had experienced, but yeah. she had no clue. Yeah. And I was always like in envy because she had experienced, you know, going from, not thinking that none of this existed to, you know, having this experience and we shared it. And she was just crying. And I remember she saying, if I had only known. Yeah. If I had known. Because, and she was just, and it was so beautiful to watch her reaction. I mean. Her transformation. I mean, the way she has transformed since this day is unbelievable as well. Yeah. Uh, And absolutely, that goes goes to everyone if you only knew what you actually are, what yeah. you actually can experience, your true self, if you yeah. only knew that, I mean, you would change your life in an instant. Yeah. And this was the, the another layer, doing this as a group. Yeah. I mean, sharing it with these people, that was also another dimension, gave it another dimension. And yeah. I mean, the shaman was also in this state, but she was just just like us and mm. sharing this beautiful moment. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was magic. <laughs> it was magic. And I just remember the, the day afterwards when, because we went to bed uh, after the ceremony had ended. And yeah. when I woke up the next morning, I was still in it. Yeah. I had a, I had this energy, the same yeah. silence yeah. within me. I was just... Yeah. We were just sitting there talking, listening to music, and it was just this silence within me. And yeah. everything I looked at, everyone was so beautiful. Everything yeah. was beautiful. It was just perfection. So to kind of wrap it up that, yeah, this experience topped everything else. Yep. Once again. Once again. And this was a new beginning of a new direction in our spiritual path because yeah. this was just the beginning as well yeah. but i want i must mention one thing more i did receive another message as well during this night that actually one experience that is 
now the book that I'm releasing called A Book About Love and Happiness. Mm. The entire that entire book is from this one night. Yeah. And briefly I can say that what I was shown I was in contact with these spiritual beings and they showed me that in in civilizations where everyone is enlightened, you know, like this being there are civilizations in the universe that are only consist of enlightened beings. Yeah. They are always celebrating their fellow fellow beings. Like, you know, they when they meet someone, they celebrate that expression of God because it's so beautiful. Because they can see, oh, you are a unique expression of God. Even though we are the same, we are all one, your expression is another f- expression of myself. Mm. And they are always looking at each other with that energy. Mm. And then they explained to me a technique on how to be happy and how to create love and happiness in your life by showing your appreciation appreciation toward other human beings. Mm. And they showed me by applying this very simple technique, you will create love and happiness for yourself and for others in a very short period of time. And it will make yourself and the other person harmonize with a higher energy that will make it a lot easier to wake up completely. Yeah. And I actually put this practice into, you know, practice quite short after. And I worked as a teacher in the school and I did it with my students and the effects were so amazing. Hmm. Uh, And I wrote a little book, a short book, it's just 40 pages called A Book About Love and Happiness that I'm putting out for free as an ebook because I felt that I cannot uh, charge for this. Yeah. It's, it is available also as a, a printed book and that, of course, costs money because they're printing costs. And, yeah, and to so cover but, the costs, yeah. But so if someone interested, if if you're interested to know what this technique is, it, I will not explain it here, but it's, it's free on our website. You can download it on our website uh, or you can buy it on... It's not available on Amazon right now as a print book, but it will be quite soon. But it will be available as a free ebook on our website right away. Yeah. So be sure to check it out. And I think that will we'll end the episode with yeah. from here. And also check out Tobias' upcoming book. Well, it's not. Tobias is releasing his book, Stepping Into Known, where he described his amazing journey in a very powerful way. I mean, it's a really good book. Uh, and it started off when you, how your journey began up to basically this point. Yeah. Uh, not, well, it's, it ends quite before the ayahuasca experience. Yeah, yeah. But it's a really, pof- really powerful book. It's called Stepping Into Unknown. It released, it's being released right now in Swedish and it will be translated into English, English within a few months. Yeah. So. And also check out Magnus's book, The Illusion. It's yeah. uh, really your journey from yeah. your intellectual understanding, yeah. uh, tr- really having like 15 years of just going through books and yeah. understanding it from a theoretical point of My view. My path started as a very intellectual path where I read a lot and yeah. kind of had this very intellectual, big expansive intellectual understanding. Mm. So the first part of the book really goes into that and that's it's really for people who like to understand intellectually these kind of things. Yeah. 
Uh, then in the second part, I talk about experiences. So that part is also in there, but that's the second part. So yeah, you can pick it up, up if you want as well. It's already out in English on Amazon. So check it out and uh, head over to maldorma.com for more information. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.